The Chinese growth accelerated faster than expected in the first quarter of this year, and data from the U.S. hinted at resilient growth despite the bank stress and higher interest rates back in March. Equities remain well bet, but nervousness around that equity rally only keeps rising. So welcome. This is Swissco's Daily Market Talk. So yesterday was driven by a stronger U.S. dollar, but also higher treasury yields and higher equity valuations as investor sentiment got a boost after a strongly positive surprise from the New York Empire State Manufacturing Index, which actually came in significantly higher than expected by analysts and brought in some Federal Reserve hawks after a week of soft inflation data from the U.S. and also soft sales data had pushed them away. So the U.S. two-year yield is now at around the 4.20% mark. That's the highest level seen since the Silicon Valley bank collapse back in March. And there is obviously a potential for a further rise from the actual levels as the bank stress now seems mostly abated. And odds for the Federal Reserve rate cuts toward the end of this year fell to 25 basis points from up to 100 basis point cut expected at some point at the high of the Silicon Valley bank crisis. And the 10-year yield is now around the 3.60% mark. An advance above this level has actually acted as a selling signal for equities back in December and in February this year. Looking at the S&P 500, well, it is approaching the highest levels reached in February this year before the Federal Reserve President Jerome Powell actually started saying that the Fed would somehow accelerate the pace of its rate hikes. Remember, that was before the Silicon Valley bank collapse. So if the letter didn't really please investors much between uh, February and mid-March this year, well, the recovery in the stock market has actually been quite rapid, perhaps due to uh, some excess liquidity from the Fed to deal with the bank crisis that was going on out there and the softening financial conditions as a result of it. And obviously, softer Federal Reserve expectations as a result of it as well. But now the market's focus is actually shifting back towards the economic data. And that means that the Federal Reserve's monetary tightening policy will certainly remain in play and that the Treasury yields will have to readjust higher to the economic reality of the field, meaning strong employment in the U.S. market still, resilient economic activity and still high inflation by historical means with a threat of a U-turn in the recent improvement in the inflation figures due to the rising energy prices lately. Now, one thing that could actually help equities navigate quite well this expected upside correction in the U.S. yields as a result of uh, stronger Fed expectations is better than expected earnings. And we actually know that posting good results is one thing. It's not maybe doable, but posting better than expected results is doable and it is all that matters. So given the 6% decline in the first quarter earnings in the S&P 500 penciled in by analysts compared to the first quarter of last year, well, the earnings season may not be that bad for the S&P 500 stocks. At least this is what I and we all hope for. Now, some analysts, however, including one in JP Morgan, actually believe that the earnings expectations, 
even with a 6% decline expected are still too optimistic for this quarter and that even a mild recession in the US could actually justify another 15% or plus fall in the equity markets. The thing is, we are already in the second part of April this year and that much expected recession has still not shown up its nose just yet and the US jobs numbers are actually nowhere, nowhere close to recession levels and economic data released this morning in China was actually surprisingly strong because the Chinese GDP growth actually accelerated from below 3% to 4.5% in the first quarter of this year versus 4% penciled in by analysts. The industrial production rose 3%. Retail sales rose by more than 10%, which we actually saw in the Edvemash and Hermes results as well last week. Both numbers were actually better than expected by analysts and the unemployment rate in China China fell more than expected as well. So all these good and strong results helped stopping the sell-off that we saw into the $80 per barrel level for the US crude. But the US equity futures didn't actually really cheer up the news this morning because they're slightly in the negative after the news because a strong Chinese growth is obviously, well, excellent for French luxury brands and also for many, many other companies worldwide which are going to benefit from this increased Chinese demand. But it also means a potential boost to energy and to raw material prices worldwide that would then boost inflation worldwide, get the central bankers' hands tighter on their monetary policies and have a reduced positive impact for equities as a result of it. Now, for now, the latest figures, the latest data shows that the hedge funds, for example, are increasing their bets against stocks at the current levels. Investors have not been this bearish on stock markets since November 2011 and a model from Goldman Sachs actually suggests that the S&P 500 should have fallen by 3% over the past month. The thing is, it has not happened at all. It has risen by 6% instead. But anyway, if a sell-off in equities is on the horizon in the foreseeable future, while well, the negative impacts will likely be harder on interest rate-sensitive technology stocks, including chip makers, for example, that have had a great, great start to this year with the AI craze going on. In fact, Nvidia's share price doubled since the start of this year when Microsoft announced a higher stake in that chat GPT that after became a worldwide phenomenon and included chat GPT in its research engine Bing. And you know what? Even though some people remain extremely skeptical regarding the AI for various reasons, ranging from its high training costs, for example, and the potential negative impact on the human jobs and its inability to be a perfect human, latest research from Richmond Federal Reserve Research is actually on the Fed statements show that that chat GBT bot actually successfully classified that Federal Reserve sentences as hawkish or as dovish or as neutral and that the next step would actually be using this classification from chat GPT to spit out trade signals for investors. So that's obviously great news for Microsoft, which is up by more than 30% since the start of this year. And it's obviously bad news for the competition, which is Alphabet's Google, which also managed to eke out actually some 
something like 30% gain since the start of this year along with other Nasdaq stocks but Google is now down by almost 3% since yesterday after the New York Times actually reported that the chat GPT boosted Bing from Microsoft may actually boost Google as a default research on Samsung device as well. You know what? We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We will see if Bing could actually replace Google in the foreseeable future because you know, changing habits is a big deal and it's quite difficult to do, but the AI vibes around the world, if justified by better earnings from uh, the chip companies, could help chip stocks outperform in an otherwise more challenging financial conditions ahead of us for uh, the technology stocks due to potentially uh, higher yields that's ahead of us. So we will be watching the TSM results due Thursday closely to see if this AI craze has had a positive impact on demand just yet and if not well buying mining and energy company stocks is certainly a good hedge against another round of energy and raw material boosted inflation worldwide and in the sense there's actually little doubt that the British FTSE 100 index which as you know is packed with energy and mining stocks could easily easily outperform the rest of the indices in the environment of energy boosted global inflation. Now in the FX markets, the US dollar gained yesterday and besides the strong economic data, the fact that the US dollar index actually jumped off a triple bottom was appetizing for US dollar bulls for all the buyers out there. And if hedge funds are any, any indication to you, well, you should know that they started betting that the sell-off in the US dollar could actually reverse from the actual levels reverse its longest weekly declines in almost three years because the leverage funds were actually short on all of the major currencies against the US dollar last week and that was for the very first time since January 2022 and that's something that confirms Bloomberg. Now, whether the US dollar will stop bleeding at the current levels will certainly depend on how hawkish the Fed and the Fed expectations could get from the actual levels and how hawkish the Fed expectations could get from the actual levels depends on the economic and the corporate data. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Oskardeshke and thanks for joining me. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.